Welcome to the Growth Enablement Madness Podcast, and I'm Jim Ward, your host, CEO of BrainCell, the growth enablement company. I'm absolutely mad about helping businesses grow and scale. And in this podcast, my team and I get a chance to talk shop with industry thought leaders about a variety of growth enablement strategies, stories, and technology trends. I'm happy that you're here, so let's get the growth conversation started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Growth Enablement Madness podcast. My name is Jim Ward. I'm CEO of BrainCell. We're a company that helps folks grow and scale through the use of technologies and consulting. We're going to be talking about AI today, which I think is a topic that everybody's talking about these days. Ever since ChatGPT came to market, it's just been a sudden surge of discussions. Today, our guest is Rich Green. He's CTO of Sugar CRM. Welcome, Rich. Hi there, Jim. Thanks for having me. And I'll give you a little background on the second. Before I do that, I want to make sure I introduce my co-host, Sarah. We should be calling you Sarah Connor when we talk about AI, but it's Sarah Reed. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jim. I'm thrilled to be here and to provide the laughs. Thank you, Sarah. I know you're You're lying about the thrill part. We'll work on the thrill part. Anyways, Rich has got this tremendous background, folks out there. He's got 25 years experience in the tech space. He's the Sugar CRM CTO. He's got a demonstrated track record and success at Fortune 500 companies and early stage companies. He's been EVP of software at Sun Microsystems. He was VP GM of Solaris and Java, and he was CTO at Nokia. It's quite a background, and Rich is currently serving the role of CTO at Sugar CRM, and he's tackling ways to improve the user experiencing. User experiencing, what am I saying? It's Friday. It's fire. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I just said it's fire. It's Friday. <laughs> Um, but he's working on tackling ways to improve the user experience in CRM, leveraging cutting edge technologies for clients globally, because Sugar is a global company. So welcome again, Rich. Good to have you as a guest. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. We're going to be talking about the rise of AI. And every time I say that, that makes me think of Terminator. Maybe you'll tell us whether that's where we're headed or not today. Well, I can make some predictions, but I don't think I'll end up there. Okay. (laughs) Hey, for the listening audience who may not be familiar with the topic of AI, can you tell us a little bit about what AI is from your perspective? And then maybe touch upon the difference between generative AI and predictive AI. Sure. So the simplest definition of artificial intelligence, and it's a little incomplete, but AI, it's the simulation of human intelligence or human intelligence processes by machines, especially computer systems. So think of it as incredibly complex data and algorithmic activities occur in large scale computer systems, but the results are expressed as a human would, and they can iterate in terms of learning and adapting to new information to provide uh, different solutions based on what it has learned. With regard to GPT, GPT is the buzzword bingo of the day. It's generative pre-trained transformers, which is so helpful when you describe it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? That was really helpful. Um... Right. Let me describe it for a moment very simply. Imagine you could crawl the entire internet, the web, internet, and you can, and you scoop up every written sentence, et cetera, ever written in any language, and you figure out statistically what word or word segment, but what word typically follows another word. And that's how this works. It basically computes how often word X follows word Y. That's why they call it a multidimensional database, a vector database. It it essentially is establishing these relationships. And then when you type in a prompt through ChatGPT, it initiates a process using that prompt of 
connecting words that are most likely to follow one another based on what the prompt suggested does. And there's a lot going on under the covers, but that's essentially what's happening. And that's how it expresses itself as if it was a speaking human being or a writing human being. And it's really quite elegant in both its design and its capabilities. Yeah, I've been very impressed, obviously, playing around with ChatGPT. I would say, first of all, my reptilian brain, when you said crawl the web, I literally was like a baby crawling. But anyways, <laughs> that's an aside in my vision, in my head. That's how my, you don't want to be in my brain. You do uh, not no, want I, to get I'd in there. I'll, yeah, I'll keep no, it's thank a you. circus. It's a freaking circus in there. So predictive AI, what's the difference? Well, predictive AI is using, again, large data sets, sometimes using the same data models for clustering information and building what's statistical models or all the way to neural networks, which are a little bit how the human brain works in theory. And using that patterns of the past, lots of information about historic information and patterns to predict the future, what is likely to happen next or what you might likely want to do. And these two technologies have some technical relationship, but in the world of CX or CRM, they come together to provide a set of capabilities that I think are going to be a profound change agent in the world of CX. I have no doubt. If I told you though, that I've been in the background coding doing algorithmic uh, work in AI. Would you believe me? Uh, <laughs> yes, sure, I would. Sure. <laughs> that was not confident. Uh, yeah, uh, let me just do this. He's wearing his glasses today, so he yeah, looks I am, so I look smart. Yeah, I'm hiding the bags under my eyes. Yeah, you, look, you look very studied. You look like you've come off a long coding session. Uh, yes, I've been all night long. You have no idea. Hold on, so thanks for the confidence in my uh, coding capabilities. What are some of the ways people are currently using generative AI to improve CX and CRM right now? Well, it's very early days, right? And there are lots of issues and challenges with the tech that I'm sure we'll talk to a bit later. But some abstraction, you should think of predictive AI as an advisor. It's giving you advice about what you might want to think about doing. And generative AI is an assistant. It is helping you do things. So whether it's creating marketing content for nurture programs automatically, or whether it's summarizing information about an account that you might have and sell, or whether it's writing a response to an individual who needs customer service, or whether it's taking a natural language input, you simply ask for a report of a type that has never been created before, and it can generate one in your CRM system. Those are all easy examples of what it can do today. You know, we're using some AI applications today, and Sarah, you'd be best maybe to speak to a few. What are we using in marketing, by the way? Yeah, in marketing, we're using a combination of things. So we use Jasper to help with content creation. It can also assist with tone, so you can tell it what type of tone you want for the content, focus. And we also are playing around with OpenAI's ChatGPT, finding it more useful for creating outlines or a starting point for content versus writing the whole content because it can be very jargony and we're figuring that out with different prompts. And then we use other technologies that we're using that are starting to come out with more AI capabilities like Drift and Conversica as well. I find that Conversica was very cool a little early on with the ability to machine learn, send out email blasts. And folks have told us they think the person, well, and it's a bot, the bot is a real person. So that's sort of interesting to me. And I know Sugar's been uh, leveraging AI technology actually for some time. Could you describe what you've been doing uh, historically prior to this big, you know, yeah. Sure. Well. To step back, for AI to work, you need data, lots of yep. data of varied yeah. types. And so to prepare for the AI 
revolution, even though it's been going on my entire career. We built something called the CDP, a time aware event stream CDP, which records everything anyone ever does with any aspect of the CRM, whether it's marketing, sell serve and timestamps those changes. And so that way we have a historic log of everything that's ever happened in your front office business. So we established that early because we wanted to queue up and record all of that historic information. So when AI came to fruition, we had the history of your business stored in our system. And we do around the world, every account, everybody in the cloud, we have that information. And then we added predictive capabilities. And it's a combination of a couple of things. It's a neural net capabilities that takes the information from the CXP, CRM, and a lot of information that we call data embedding, external information that we acquire and keep fresh that describes 300 million companies in hundreds of parameters. And the combination of those things go into a model and allow us to predict things like lead scoring, likelihood of a lead converting, or an opportunity scoring, the likelihood of an opportunity converting to a closed one. We're also now doing final work in terms of forecasting, which you should think of as opportunity conversion within a time frame. So by X, these will convert and let us tell you about the ones that will. And in some respect, you should be excited about the ones that will convert, but you should be looking at the ones that are less likely to convert and what you could do. And that's the advice part versus the action part. And so it's really exciting stuff. In fact, we have a customer using our predict technology and they came back and said, using just the lead conversion uh, stuff, we've seen four times as many customer meetings leveraging that information as they had prior to using the technology. So it really spins up the efficiency of an organization by predicting what is likely to be a valuable engagement for a customer. That's really hot. And I've seen it. And I think uh, the marketplace overlooks sometimes the unique nuances that Sugar is providing in the marketplace is uh, the marketplace. Uh, I think people are a bit blind because of a large brand that gets in front of their eyes, but they don't see the capabilities of somebody who, like yourself, you're very focused on technology, engineering, and that's really what Sugar is. They're really focused on building out smart stuff. So take a look at it, folks. If you haven't, it's a very important thing to do because you need options. Yeah, and look, it's without doubt, I think these technologies that we're talking about today are the future, right? You will either get there or you will be left behind. And I don't mean that as a threat, but that's the inevitability how uh, technology impacts industry. The challenge, I think, in our industry is to go from my geek speak to value propositions that people can readily understand and trust. And part of our discussion today is to try to do that translation. I can certainly describe how the machinery works, but mapping that into, and this is what it'll do for you, right, is really the big step in getting customers to appreciate and adopt this new technology, this new wave of technology. That's a great segue to, we could talk a little bit about how you at Sugar plan on using generative AI within the platform. I've seen recent videos and I was blown away about what you're doing. So I just want to mention to those of you listening through the through an audible podcast, you can't see the video, we're going to make sure you can go to our YouTube channel and see these. But perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what they're going to see on these videos and what you're doing. Sure. We have five use cases. And the videos, by the way, are not fake. They're real running code. It's in very good shape. And in fact, we'll be beginning a closed pilot with customers in the not too distant future. I'm not the person announcing things, but I assure you that's going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, I am. Yeah, I, well, you may be. But, you know, 
CTOs announce technology, not engagements. So we'll let that go. But there are really five exciting use cases that are in there. And I'd like to also talk about what can happen after these things in terms of slinging together other technologies in addition to what you saw. But the first one is hyper-personalized real-time or near real-time marketing nurture campaign creation. You know, clicking on a few parameters, obtaining a customer list will generate the nurture email content for you and allow an individual to tune the tone and style of that, depending on that. And in the future, you can imagine based on the background of the company and maybe even the background of the individual receiving it, that style and tone would be automatically tuned for you, right? Because we can know through our embedding data, through hint information, the nuances of an organization, and that can be tuned automatically and hyper-personalized, very focused per person uh, emails can be loaded up into a nurture and sent out. You'll see the first version of that is, I think it's pretty powerful. In the sales space, account and opportunity overview. So, you know, imagine you bring a new rep on board and there's a long history in an account. How do they come up to speed on an account and the opportunities they're in? And how do what we use uh, large language, a GPT to do, is summarize historic information based on what we have and external information and present a, a bulleted dossier to a sales rep to go do that. And then in terms of creating an opportunity to engage with that customer, we can write the email for you that will allow a sales rep to engage with a given customer. In customer service, where I think this is a very low brainer, there's opportunities for agent and customer support to be able to synthesize the history of a customer, to write responses to a customer, to generate reports on cases and escalations, and perhaps identify issues through natural language input that tells you, in fact, there's a series of issues. You, you know, when you look at one case, it's hard to step back and go, is this part of a trend? But you can ask the system for a report using natural language to go, tell me all the customers who may be having this problem. And we use GPT to generate that report by using it to generate new SQL and generate SQL generated reports from the system. And so NLP, case summarization, et cetera, are all examples of what we've developed in Sugar. I was, again, blown away. For example, in the marketing automation, uh, Sugar Market, in particular, there was in the, I don't know what you would call the, the I don't work in it every day, uh, Sarah does, but there was the ability to create the tone, yep. you know, clicking on yeah, the button. Yeah, the email builder, the campaign builder, builder, yeah. Yeah, it was yes. really fantastic. I haven't seen anybody else doing this. It was really awesome. Uh, you used the phrase low brainer. I just want to mention that I have overheard, <laughs> I've overheard Sarah use that in reference to me. I don't know if you two have been talking or something together. Uh, yes, everything I know about you, Jim, uh, came from Sarah. So I, I just want to get that. Oh, I think... boy. Rich, that was supposed to stay between us. I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> but yeah. the, I don't want to gloss over the personalization piece because that's what's so interesting to me, especially like across marketing, sales, and service, and just being humans, we all understand the value of personalization when we're reaching out to prospects and customers, but it takes so much time to do it effectively. So to be able to use AI for personalization, like down to the tone is just like that to me is mind blowing. I'm so excited to see how that evolves. Well, and it's also think about not only the breadth of capabilities, but the rate at which it can be done. You know, imagine right. a future just a little bit after these videos in which a lead comes in, it's scored by AI. And then based on its score, we can analyze the background of the company that it represents, their geo, their language, 
their NAICS code or SIC industry code to determine what kind of industry they're in and instantaneously draft a response in near real time. So the moment they hit your website, fill out a form or do the equivalent in text, we can ping them with a custom tuned, hyper-personalized response. And we could just do that in moments. And so coming attractions, the linking of marketing input, predictive analytics, large data sets, and GPT-generated content can build a system that can respond at scale and at a level of tuning and personalization that's never been done before. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, like, so exciting. <laughs> it's like dreams that I've had coming true. It really is. And, you know, it clearly all of this has that to our core vision to grow and scale. This is the stuff that's going to do it. And I'm really proud that my partner, Sugar, is really putting uh, so much effort into it. What do you think are some of the challenges posed by AI in the context of the CRM CX world? And how are you guys facing these challenges? It's very rapidly evolving, but I think what we're seeing are fair, if not overstated concerns about security, right? In some of these use cases, you may be loading industry or customer information into OpenAI or into BARD or others that you may not want to share. Now, that is a solvable problem. We have plans to build an anonymization service that allows us to ship the salient points up to these services while depersonalizing or removing the detail. And then when that information is returned, we can map that back. So the security concerns like that, I think, will be alleviated. I think there's another case that people talk about, I think all too often, it's about how these systems can hallucinate. Maybe it's a topic you're familiar with, Jim. But, <laughs> but uh, sometimes if you push these systems too hard to create a response that is not really salient or possible, it will make stuff up, right? And yeah, one right. of the ways to control that and what you'll see in the videos is you're generally not typing in prompts through sugar into the uh, GPT system. We are doing that for you. We are generating these prompts and taking control based on metadata, parameters, use cases, and doing that. And we put guardrails around this so that we're not asking it to do something absurd and necessarily triggering something that is untoward. So there are definitely concerns. They're workaroundable. And I think in very short order, virtually all these things will be 99.9 uh, solved problems. That's awesome to hear. I told you, Sarah, that he can be funny. Just a dry <laughs> humor at my expense, of course. And hallucinations are a part of the experience psychedelically. Uh, I'm the world's foremost authority of nothing. We've talked about business cases and I'm going to leave us. We're coming to the end here because I know you've got to get back into your lab, roll up your sleeves and get things going. Some people are worried about AI becoming sort of, a, or creating Armageddon. I'm sure you've heard that. And it's recently somebody said something about that to me and I use the word Armageddon. They said, can you spell it? And I said, is it the end of the world if I can't? Nothing there. Absolutely nothing. Quiet. I worked on that for a week. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Sugar CRM is going to take over the planet and create Armageddon. I think we have controls over that to ensure that that doesn't happen. You know, in the distant future, as these systems become powerful, uh, that is a little scary. It, it's the classic anything of sufficiently great power can be used for good and evil. And there does have to be care and control over how this is done. And I don't think people yet understand how to do that, but it certainly is not an instantaneous problem. Right. And that's going to require, I think, a worldwide effort to make sure this doesn't fall into the wrong hands. It's almost movie-like past movies, inspiring future movies, et cetera. 
But anyways, this has been a great conversation. Rich, I really appreciate you joining the show. This is Rich Green. He's CTO of Sugar CRM. Check it out because you're missing something if you haven't looked at it. They're doing all kinds of new things that others aren't doing. So I encourage you to check them out, sugarcrm.com. Come to us at BrainCell. We'll tell you everything about sugar. Been with them for, gosh, I don't know how many years now as partners. How many years is it? I think it's been since 2007 for us. So uh, longstanding, great relationships with the folks there. And that's the other difference is you get to know real people, not just AI. There's real people behind here and you can come talk to them anytime. We can make the introductions. Uh, I want to also thank my trusty side laughing kick, Sarah Reed, who's our head of marketing. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Thank you. And for all the listening audience, you can find the Growth Enablement Madness podcast because we're mad about growth wherever podcasts are found on the where, where, where are podcasts found, Sarah? Spotify, Google, yeah. all Audible, of Amazon. We're on all of those, huh? Yep. Ah, it's yep. awesome. And you can also find us on YouTube. What is our YouTube channel? Since there are going to be some videos that Rich was referencing, will you put that into this uh, podcast there, Sarah? So people yep. can click we'll on it. We'll embed the videos and we will link to our channel, which is just Brain Cell Tech on yeah. YouTube. So everybody uh, listening, AI is going to be uh, something that really changes the way you do things today, creating efficiency, that growth and scale that we're looking for. Sugar is deep into it. When you see these videos, you're going to be blown away. I promise you're going to be blown away. Take a look at them. Rich, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. We'll be talking soon anyways. Thanks. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Growth Enablement Madness Podcast. I also want to thank Divinio Podcast for this episode's production and distribution. Finally, thank you to Sam Ward for our musical introduction and outro. Be sure to check out all of our episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. New episodes are available monthly and cover all important topics for growing and scaling your business. Until next time, this is Jim Ward signing off. Let's grow.